What's up, guys? We are back. This is The Real Deal with Casey and Jason, where we talk real life, real experiences, a lot about fitness, lot fitness. and occasionally real estate. Just added that in there because every episode we do, it seems like yeah. we either have somebody that's into fitness, uh, we have maybe fitness ties into the topic we're talking about. I have a feeling today it's going to also tie in there. We will find a way to tie in fitness today. We sure will. Um, first off, just want to thank, we got some some really nice messages this week. Um, our buddy Chucky, mm-hmm. along with a couple other ones, reached out to us. Um, we are not 100% sure where everyone is listening. This is where it went south last time. <laughs> yeah. So what we want you to do is, um, wherever you're listening to this, if you could hit a like button, if there is one, leave a comment. Yep. We're not 100% sure because we have YouTube now. We have um, Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, RSS. RSS, whatever that is. Which is something that we use, (laughs) that Jason and I and Nick uh, have, even though Jason doesn't know about it. Not a clue. And use that, and it it basically spreads the um, podcast out across all these different platforms. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. He's got it. So wherever you are listening in, we would love it if you would just let us know where you're you're listening in because it helps us. Maybe promote that platform. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if people are listening to it in their cars, on the ride, and, you know. I guess people could be doing that on YouTube, but bottom line is we're interested to know, interested to know, where you are listening to the podcast. Are you, you're a podcast guy. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. And same, I use Apple Podcasts, and I do watch YouTube, but mm-hmm. if I'm in my car driving... Yeah. Partly because we live in Cecil County where <laughs> there's no service. You got no chance of loading a video while you're driving Cecil County. Right. So, um, yes, if you could let us know that, that'd be awesome. Um, Today, we're going to start with something that's timely now, but I think it's also timely always, Mm -hmm. and that is adapting. Adapting, yep. And the reason why it's always timely is because uh, the only thing that really ever stays the same is that something's going to change. And, you know, that, that really spans anywhere from, you know, changes at your job, changes in the industry, in the market. We're seeing that in real estate world right now. Yeah. A lot of changing. Um, it could go as far as you know, changes in your family, losing somebody, a loved one, anything like that. So there's always going to be change, and when there's change, we have to adapt because um, if not, you you kind of get stuck in a rut. You get stuck in a rut. You can get into a bad mood. You can be a a, a, a poor person to be around. I think that that's what I think about when I think about people who can't adapt. They're not fun to be around like, because they're if something happens when and I've been that person, mm-hmm. I can still be that person. But like if I don't know, you're out with somebody, something's happening. And, and like for me, for example, yeah. if, some, if, if we were out together, right, just hanging out and I got a phone call that a real estate deal was falling apart. I could go two ways with that information. Right. And if I turned into a jerk and I just got all sad and whatever the case may be. I would not be a fun person to be around. Like, yeah. That could ruin the experience. Yeah. Right? That was in the podcast that, that me and you both just listened to. Um, Andy Frisella's podcast with Alex Hormosi. Highly recommend. We'll link that yeah, one. Super, super good episode. Long episode. But you better have three hours set aside yeah. for it, but it's worth it. Especially mm-hmm. if you're an entrepreneur, you're in business, you're just getting started, you're in sales. If you know, you just want a, a, a look into the mindset of somebody who's ultra successful, you get a really good perspective there. But <clears throat> they did talk about that. And the fact that we all tell ourselves a story about our past and that story can either be an excuse of why you can't move forward because of something that happened in your past, 
or it can be the reason why you succeed in the and something that you have overcome mm-hmm. and it can be part of your success story and he talks you know they talk about that where like you said somebody gets bad news or somebody has a, a sad story and it's like that person can drain the life out of you for sure. And then you don't want to spend your time and energy around them because it's constant um, reminder of why they can't do something or they won't do something. And we've talked a lot recently. We've, we've both been very open, I think open-minded and this podcast has helped with that, but we've also, we've had conversations outside the podcast about opportunities and just being open to new things. You know, we're, we're like, uh, talking about different things like like commercial real estate is one um you know buying or starting a business you know um just learning about other people and their industries and having conversations about things we probably otherwise wouldn't yeah absolutely and and with all that there's gonna have to be some adaption right yeah because if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. That's right. And, you know, if you always do what you always, you have always done and the market changes, like we're seeing in real estate, you're not going to get what you've always got. You're actually going to get a whole lot less than what you've always got. Yeah. it's. I was talking to you beforehand. I just haven't prospected that much. Plain and simple. In the past two years, I have not reached out. Um you know, outside of my sphere of influence to find people who might be in a mark in the market to list their home, might be looking to buy a home. We've kind of just relied on the people that I know and the people that they know mm-hmm. and just, you know, all of that word of mouth and a little bit of social media working for me. Um, but the market's different now and yeah. interest rates are up. There's not a lot out there um, to sell. It's forced me into a spot where it's like I could continue to do what I've always done, which for the past two years has been not prospect, <laughs> but I know what that's going to get me. Yeah. Or I could do what I should be doing and, and change and adapt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to go door knocking because that's not really my thing. But I know that it's successful for some people. But, you know, uh, targeting certain neighborhoods and sending out letters and, you know, showing face at events and things like that, I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, right. The pie is shrinking or it has shrunk right now. So yes, you can still get a piece of the pie by doing what we've been doing, but like the people that are going to be really successful in this, in this throughout this stretch and when it turns over are going to be, you know, like you said, people that adapt Mm -hmm. people that prospect people that put the extra work in. So, um, real quick, we're just going to, we're going to define adapt Mm -hmm. and we're going to keep it together here. Um, adapt, uh, definition, make something suitable for a new use or purpose, modify, or become adjusted to new conditions. So I think there's a little bit in there. I mean, make it suitable for a new use or purpose, modify, become adjusted to new conditions. Yeah, that's second, the second, become adjusted to new conditions is kind of what we're really talking about. Yeah. It seems like. Yeah, I think so too. Um and again, we, we've talked about why it's important, right? If it's important because if you don't, you're not going to stay the same. We, we talk about the, the graph too. And like the graph never stays perfectly level. Mm-hmm. The graph always either goes up or it goes down. There is no s- perfectly level. Trying to stay perfectly level, you get gravity, which pulls you down. And then you have a downward facing graph. So whatever the, the situation is, in your life, it's like, and we talk about trying to get better every day, trying to grow every day, because if you don't, 
there's no constant. Mm-hmm. There's no constant. And um, every single day there are situations, even no matter how small they are, that force you to adapt. And again, the more that you can, you can't always prepare yourself for it. I think you can mentally prepare for it, but life's going to throw you curveballs. Some of them are going to be small. Some of them are going to be huge. And the more and more you can experience those situations and come out not disheveled, the better. Yeah, for sure. So how do you, how do you mentally prepare yourself to adapt? That's a great question. I think the, the way that I've been doing it the most lately is to try not to get too emotional. Mm-hmm. And I think the book that I'm reading that you gave me, um, thank you, by the way, it's an awesome book. The Untethered Soul goes into that a lot. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just I'm really trying to focus on my state of self and understanding that the feelings that I feel, the emotions that I have, they're not truly me. Like yeah. I'm just kind of the the being, the um, entity, whatever you want to call it, the consciousness that experiences those, that sees those things happen. Yeah. And that's been helpful for me when things happen that I'm not expecting, that I experience, um, because those thoughts still inevitably come up in my mind. Mm-hmm. I still feel pissed off or scared, whatever the case may be. But feeling like I'm removed from those things means I don't feel the urge to act on them. And yeah. when I get super emotional when things change and I'm forced to adapt is not, is never good. I never walk away from that situation. being like, Oh man, I'm so glad I got pissed off. I'm so glad I like told that person off. I'm so glad I sent that, which I don't think I've ever done uh, rude text message. Well, that's not true. I've done that. Many times. <laughs> I was going to say, I was originally going to say Facebook comment or something yeah. like that. No, I have sent plenty rude text messages that I wish I could take back. Um, but you get what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. When you get emotional, when things change and you adapt, you act on that stuff. I can't think of any situation where it's ever been like, man, I'm glad I did that. Yeah. A couple of things as you're talking there. One, I try to explain that. I think you did a better job than I did of explaining that. What he talks about in the book is like removing yourself. You are not your thoughts and emotions. You are the observer of your thoughts and emotions, mm-hmm. which when you take that back seat, it really does. It separates you from that. Yeah. And it doesn't allow you to get completely swept up in it and have it become your identity. Yeah. When you can back up, you know, I say back up, right? Be centered and kind of observe these things happening. Um, the other thing is w- when you're in a very highly emotional state, <clears throat> your brain doesn't function. Logically. The logic, right. Maybe that's not the word you're going to use. Yeah, but, but exactly, though. Yeah. I mean, you're not as intelligent when you're emotional. Yeah. So I think that's super important. And and I think we see this in anybody that's highly successful. And I think about people like Tom Brady in a, in a you know, on a football field or uh, Bryce Harper at the plate mm-hmm. in a big situation. Um, people in business, people, um, you know, politicians leading the country, you know, all of these people have to maintain under very, very high stressful situations, have to maintain a emotional uh, balance, right? Yeah, and I think there's a little bit of a misconception because I think when we talk about that stuff, it's like, oh, you just have to be this robot. But that's not true either. Like, you see Tom Brady when he did play, like, before the games. He was the let's go guy. You know? Yeah. Let's go. Like, that yeah. was his thing, and he's pumping his fist. And same thing with Bryce Harper. Like, they get jacked up, but it's when they're in those, you know, big-time pressure moments that they are able to kind of just zone out and, you know, be that centered 
Yeah. Being. Yeah, you don't see that outburst of emotion when Brady's driving down the field in the Super Bowl right. with a minute and 20 seconds on the clock. Right. And when Harper's about to come to the plate with the bases juiced and his team's down three in the NLCS. Yep. You see this very calm, deliberate, focused person that's got his, his mind on getting the job done. Yeah. And then after the play, then you see the emotion pop. Right. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not that you can't be emotional. It's just like, when do you be emotional mm-hmm. that, that it serves you? Yeah, and I think if if you're – I have been and still can be the person that gets emotional when things happen. But more and more and more, I just realize I'm so much better when I react unemotionally to things, at least for like from the get-go. Like, I, I take that time to separate myself and really understand what's going on before I just – knee-jerk react to something. Yep. <clears throat> my pitching coach, I shouldn't say my pitching coach, the pitching coach at Youngstown, mm-hmm. I was a catcher, so I was technically, yeah, I was part of that You're group. You're on that team, yeah. But he used to always talk about an even keel mindset. And he was like, even keel means we're never getting too high, we're never getting too low, we have to, you know, keeping it even. And that stuck with me. That's one of those things you hear, you know, it's yeah. been 15 years since I played there. But yeah, the other thing I was going to say, when you are talking about that book and practicing it, that is a tool so, so reading something like that or having that realization that I'm not my thoughts and emotions, that's a tool that you can keep. Mm-hmm. And then you can use that tool when you get into a situation. Yeah, man. And if you don't have that, that awareness or that perspective, because you, you just, you know, you don't have that tool in your toolbox yet. Um, it's very easy to get emotional in that situation. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, you know, when we talk about how to adapt, put some of these tools in your toolbox. Definitely. Give mm-hmm. them a shot. Yeah, and that's one of them. That's a great one. Yeah. I think the other thing that I was going to mention, because we can't stray too far from fitness here, <laughs> but like how do you how do you adapt or how do you prepare yourself to adapt? Um, I can tell you, I one of the things I do is I try to do something difficult every morning. Yeah. So like before 7 a.m., I'm, I'm trying to put myself through something difficult. Um, 50 push-ups, 30 pull-ups, yeah, man. and a that's cold intense. shower. Like, I'm trying to do that before 7 a.m. because that helps you adapt. Because mm-hmm. because here's the thing. It's like an intentional stress that you put on yourself before any other external stresses come your way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the more and more we do these things, it's almost like, and I know that it is, but we don't maybe consciously realize this, our brain's trying to to not do those things. It's trying to keep us in bed. It's trying to keep us comfortable. It's trying to keep us warm. It's trying to do all that stuff. So the more we do the things that you just talked about, the more and more it's easier to adapt in real life when uncomfortable things happen. Yeah. Like in our work, I mean, it's calling a borrower Mm -hmm. with, you know, hopefully not bad news, but maybe, Hey, we have to get something else. Another piece of documentation. It's calling a home seller that says, you know, Hey, the, the inspection came back and they want a yeah. lot of stuff fixed. You know, those are difficult things that we have to deal with in our jobs, but everybody's got them. No matter what you do, mm-hmm. whether you're self-employed, you work for a company, you're a, a manager, you're an employee, you're going to have stuff throughout your day that you have to deal with. And those are the things that force you to grow. Yes. Yeah. Those are the things that force you to grow. I mean, if because you can avoid those things. You might yeah. not be able to avoid some of the things that we just talked about, <clears throat> but I can avoid prospecting. Nobody's making me prospect, Right. I have a legal obligation to a seller in some capacities to deliver that information that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing that says I have to prospect. Yeah. But if I don't prospect, I will. In situations like this, I'm not going to grow. 
But if I do those things, make those phone calls, hey, you know, I'm Jason from Caldwell Banker, such and such home just sold in your neighborhood, you know, any chance you've been thinking about selling? That's a conversation I don't inherently want to have. I don't like putting myself in that situation. Mm-hmm. But if I do that, it's causing it's causing me to grow. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Um, so I guess just kind of pivoting into into this. Um, how do you adapt, right? So we've talked about like how do you prepare to adapt? How do you actually adapt? And there was something that we covered in a, a leadership training program that we went through with Brandon Dawson, and he talked about the three A's. So he's like, a situation comes up, right? There's three things you have to do. And the quicker you can do them, the quicker you're actually going to be able to adapt. So the first one being acknowledge. Acknowledge that something has changed. This is not the same as it was 20 seconds ago, a year ago, a month ago, right? So first thing is acknowledge it. The second thing you must do as quickly as possible is accept it. And he said a lot of people get hung up here because they're like, and I, again, I keep relating this to the real estate market that we're in. It's like, acknowledge it. Yes, it's changed. It's different. But have we fully accepted it? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think about that with myself. Have I fully accepted what this new normal is? Um, you know, another thing is like when COVID happened, it was like, acknowledge it. Okay, we understand that something's happening. Accept it. How is this going to change Yeah, Go, everything going forward, right? And fully accept that so that you can get to the third thing, which is go into action. And, you know, just think about that, I guess, for anyone out there, if you're listening, think about that in your own life. If something has changed, which we know it has, have you acknowledged it? Have you fully accepted it? And what action have you taken to actually adapt to? So mm-hmm. there we go. We got four A's now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, the fourth A is going to be adapt. But um, what action have you taken to adapt to that new situation? Right. That's great. Um. Just something, you know, hopefully a takeaway that, that we can share that, that helps someone out there. Because I think if you get stuck in any one of these, and again, I, I did, I think, with all these situations we're talking about. But if you can accelerate that that transition from one to the next, it's really going to make that period where you, you adapt a lot quicker. Yeah, and I think the fact that you mentioned doing it quickly is important. Like, the faster you can acknowledge something and make that change, take that action, the more likely I think you are to be able to adapt to that situation. Our buddy Scott Crawford Mm -hmm. commented on a couple of our YouTubes, but the first one, he mentioned a book by Mel Robbins called The Five Second Rule. I get Maybe he didn't mention the book. I think he did, but he mentioned The Five Second Rule. Okay. I've heard of that. I haven't read that one. I picked it up just, and I'm still reading it now, but very similar as far as, you know, there's a little in like the small things that happen every day, you wake up and your body, your brain wants to keep you in bed. There's a five second window where like she she calls it the five second rule. You actually count down in your head, five, four, three, two, one. And then you just act. Yeah. And because in that five second window, like that, that's the moment of hesitation where like you can go one way or the other. And if you're intentional about it with that five second rule, there's a lot of evidence that shows that you can adapt and make changes. So I think that kind of goes along with what you just said. That's another great one too, to keep in your toolbox. So if, if this is something that you're like, yeah, I could get better at that. Keep that little exercise, the five second rule in your yeah. toolbox. Yeah. Add, 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 uh, add waking up 
and getting out of bed to something we always talk about. <laughs> Fitness yeah. and getting out of bed. Yeah, we're going to hit cold plunges on this one or what? Well, when you said start to do something yeah. difficult, you said cold showers. Already, I did, so. that's right. We already got it. Check. Um, no, I love that, though. I think it, that's been a trigger for me, and this will take us right into the next thing I wanted to talk about. When I did 75 hard the first uh, the first time, you get into this mode towards, I don't know what, what day it is. Maybe it's, I don't know. It felt like it took a couple weeks to get into this mode where as soon as I thought about something and it didn't matter if I thought like, hey, I should do this or hey, I shouldn't do this. I acted very quickly. Mm-hmm. So um, you started 75 hard. So just yeah. fill us in on that. You're, you're how many days in? Today's day five. I have a confession to make. Uh, when did you do 75 hard? This was... Uh, You've done it once or twice. Twice. So twice. I, 2021, February 2021 was the yeah. first time. Yeah. I, I I I was like, dude, what the heck is this guy doing? Like, I I was like, first of all, why is he doing this? Second of all, I work out every day. That was, That's probably easy. Like, whatever case he's doing is probably easy. Yeah. And I was like, I was just like kind of confused by it. And I was like... Oh, that I was almost like that's cute. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. I, I apologize because I, I I didn't think you were stupid, but I was like this seventy five hard thing sounds dumb. Like yeah. I, I really genuinely thought that. Same when I first heard about it, I was in the same boat. So yeah, and no I was, offense, <laughs> no offense, take it. <laughs> and I was like, uh, man, so like whatever. And then you did your thing, and you know you changed a lot, mm-hmm. and so I thought that was great. And then um, you know this time around, you really got me introduced to obviously seventy five hard just by showing me what it was because yep. you were <clears throat> pretty uh, active about your post which also something I struggle with so shout out to you for being vulnerable <clears throat> in that and then he introduced me to Andy Frisella who is you know the uh, called the founder of 75 Hardies the you know, the idea the person behind it first formed the whole yep. deal um, yeah so I started it on Monday and I'm here to say that it's really tough really tough <clears throat> man yeah that second workout outside is, um, well, you know, that ends up being the one that I do outside, the mm-hmm. second one. It's tough, especially, you, you know, I say in our line of work because I don't ever know where my window of time is going to be. Yeah. So I have to adapt based on, you know, scheduling or something that comes up last minute. Maybe I had, you know, I haven't encountered this yet, but there will be a time when I have, that's my workout time and something's going to change. Yeah. And then what am I going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. Two workouts a day. Yep. Right? And correct me if I'm wrong or add whatever. Gallon of water. Yep. Read at least 10 pages. Yep. Of a nonfiction book. Something okay. personal didn't, development. I didn't or, even you know, know that was part of it, but that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So that's good. Um, meal plan of some sort. Yep. Follow follow a diet. He doesn't say what diet, but basically right. follow a diet and know, you know, your diet can't be like, I eat chocolate cake every day for dinner. Right. Like it has right, to right. be a, um, a diet and then no alcohol yep right and i was one year sober on sunday wow so look at that time yeah so uh that's not an issue for me but um the the second workout is really what's most difficult but i was super sore a few days in i I don't want to you know bore you too much with it but i'm here to tell you i'm finding it difficult but i'm also finding it very helpful it's keeping me like in a zone yeah which i love well and that's kind of where i was going with with this is like, you know, we talk about getting into action quickly. It really, it really rewired my brain to, like I said, whether I thought about something and not doing it or doing it, it was like, I had to make a decision quickly because you'll find, and I definitely found when I was doing it, it was like, 
I know I have to get the second workout in and it's got to be 45 minutes. And I didn't have time. Like if I was like, if I hesitated and was like, um, I'm going to hang out on the couch for another 15 minutes and watch TV or whatever. No, I had to get up and get moving Mm -hmm. immediately. Yeah. Because otherwise you you run out of time. was an hour. Maybe you'd be on the couch. Yeah. Or whatever. And then you run out of time. And then it's like, well, it's 11 o'clock. I'm not going to go outside and do cardio now at 11 at night. And if you're doing 75 hard the right way, as you know, you miss something, you're supposed to start over. Yeah, exactly. So it's 75 days straight. Yep. Yeah. We should mention that. Yeah. Um, no breaks, no cheat days, no days off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just wired me to get into action really quickly. And that still sticks with me today. So now, you know, I'm not doing 75 hard at the moment, but... You know, like in the morning, say, um, like just recently, so Carter had his uh, his tonsils out. So mm-hmm. kind of threw my schedule off this week a little bit. Like we're running up to the hospital and then, you know, we're giving him medicine every couple hours now to keep uh, to keep him feeling good. But so this week, you know, my schedule's off and I'm like waking up in the morning later than I normally do. And I'm like, I haven't worked out yet. I didn't go for a run or walk mm-hmm. yet. And I'm like looking at the clock for a second, like do I have time to do this before work? <laughs> yeah. I really got to get going, you know, to get a shower and get to work. But then I'm like, dude, if I just go now and knock it out and it might be not 45, but like 20 minutes or 30 minutes, yeah. like I can get back and still get my stuff done. So it's like you, you, you stop negotiating with yourself back and forth. And I spent so much of my life doing that, man. Dude, still do even. And, and we're much better at taking action now than, than we were, you know, whatever in our past, but we still negotiate with ourselves. At least yeah. I, I know I do. But, I, I do too. But that action is so important. Um, we, we've all heard that you know, action cures fear. And sometimes I think we hear that stuff so much that like we just kind of like I saw you with a 75 heart. Like yeah. that's cute. Like that's like a, yeah, like it's one of those things like we hear, but like you have to do it. Like if yeah. once you do it, you're like, oh, wow. Like it really does. Like yeah. if I, if I'm afraid of something and I act on it, like, I mean, I'm going to find out one way or the other how bad it really was. Yep. And either way, I'm going to have that experience that's going to hopefully and usually alleviate that fear. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's so important. And, you know, I found that, too, even with just pulling myself out of a rut. Like I said, this week I've been a little bit off with my schedule and I feel it mentally. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't feel I, I feel different mentally. I don't feel as sharp. I don't feel as open I, I don't, I'm not as positive as I normally am. Yeah. A little bit of negative self-talk is coming in. And, um, you know, last night, especially because I've been working from home this week and I'm like, I'm not out, I'm not seeing people, I'm not face-to-face with anyone. And it, it got to me last night and I'm like, I got to get into action on something yeah. to clear my mind up, right? So um, last night after the kids went to bed, I just went, got on the treadmill for like 30 minutes. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I felt so much better after that. And like just getting into action, even if it's not necessarily towards the thing that you're maybe stressed out about or, or anxious about, but if you just put your body in an action Mm -hmm. and in in the motion or you do something, it doesn't have to be like, sounds stupid, but like even, um, you know, going and like preparing the coffee pot, right. For the next morning, like just do something productive that you're going to be thankful for later um, just do do something. Do I, some kind of action. I feel like the good snowballs into good, but the bad snowballs into bad. So yep. if you if, if you weren't to make the coffee pot and you just went and sat down, like you probably wallow. At least I would. Mm-hmm. I would find a way to wallow, and I would maybe like just like fall asleep and you know, not get other stuff. Then I'd wake up the next day feeling like oh, like feeling bad. But you go do something small, productive, mm-hmm. and it it's all the stuff we've already talked about. You know, yeah, the stacking, the small wins. It is, and it's also. 
you know, if you have that thought, right? Like I should do something productive. Like what's something easy I could do and just get a little quick win. And it's, uh, we'll use a silly, you know, silly example of the coffee pot. But like, if you don't do that after you thought I should go do that, then you broke an agreement with yourself. Yeah. And then you just pro, you know, you're kind of programming your mind that even if I thought about that and I knew I should do it, I'm not, I'm just going to bag it and I'll, I'll do it later. I'll worry about it in the morning. Um, so, you know, that's definitely a little hack that I guess I picked up and haven't really even talked about it. But, you know, it's something like that. Just do something productive, a small mm-hmm. win, and it will it will shift the momentum, like you just said, into the next thing and into a bigger thing and into a better thing. Yeah. Rather than don't take the action, push it off, and then you're going to – you just feel different, man. You're going to go to bed feeling different. You're going to wake up feeling different. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, it's just this huge stack a little win in there. It helps you adapt. It puts you into action. Anything else you want to cover on this topic that you can think of? Not not right this second. Um, I would like to hear some feedback from anyone out there. If you, um, you know, maybe you're really good at adapting. You have to do it a lot for your job or, you know, in your family or whatever it is. But I'd love to hear feedback if you have any any comments on this. Um, also, if you're having trouble with it, if there's anything we can help with, certainly reach out um, and we'll we'll share anything we can. I mean, that's why we do this. So yeah. if wanna, we can help anyone. I want to thank my fiance for helping us with the with the topic. She helped us adapt just this morning <laughs> yeah. um, by floating this topic out there. And as soon as you text, <clears throat> excuse me, as soon as you texted me that I was like, that's perfect. Yeah, because everything that's going on, not only in our industries, but in our in our worlds constantly, it's always adapting. So She's very smart. Yeah, give her a lot of credit for that, yeah. for sure. So thank you for that. Um, thank you all for listening in. It's been fun, another week. Yeah. We might have some bloopers from uh, <laughs> take number one of yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, we had we had to get it together a little bit. <laughs> we, you might see some some bloopers coming out from uh, take one. This Nick, is take two. It went much smoother. Nick would have been shaking his head the whole time. Oh, yeah. He would have done. <laughs> and he would have been like, when I said something about the RSS, he would have been throwing his hands up. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Then we started this one. I was like, I can't even look. I can't look up. I had to. I had to keep my eyes pointed down because uh, we kept kept laughing. I was like, yeah. What's the movie? Where he's like, I can't even look at you right now. <laughs> it's probably Step Brothers. Yeah, I think it is Step Brothers. Uh, yeah. yeah, it sounds like a Will Ferrell thing. Yes. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys so much. We will see you again next week. It's been fun. This is the real deal with Casey and Jason. See y'all. See ya.